the best use of electrons the internet has currently found. As always, we're going to be broadcasting directly into your skull cavities. Resistance is futile. So buckle up and get ready for episode 82. And today we have Pro Revenge, and they are always bangers. So sit tight, grab your tea and your popcorn, and let's jump right into it. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Ruben! Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour. Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney+. Hosted by you slash T. Crambo. Owners didn't want to give me what I deserved. Now they're about to lose a $3 million contract because I resigned. Edit. I apologize for the length of this, but I finally stuck it to my boss, and I couldn't be happier. I am a young project manager for an unlimited commercial GC. I picked up a hammer for the first time six years ago, no prior experience. I was raised believing if you work hard and apply yourself, you will be successful. For two years, I learned everything that I could in the construction industry, took my work home with me and studied on my own time to better myself. For that, I was promoted to foreman. I was brought in to take over a small project at a 12-building, 120-unit condo complex. It started small, and the board of directors for the HOA told me they loved my professionalism, work ethic, and ability to complete projects on time and under budget. We won a big contract because of that small project. That was three years ago. I have since taken over the job of foreman, superintendent, and project manager. I do the billing, meetings with engineers and board members, scheduling, takeoff, material ordering. I even train the subs on application of new products because we didn't have enough mid-management. The project just passed $2.7 million. We got a bid request for another $3 million job in the same complex. All the while, while the board of directors telling me how appreciative they are and how they've gone through five different contractors in the years before committing to my company because of my management and quality of work. This boosted my confidence, and I went to the owners asking for a raise they promised me one year ago for my production. They told me, the experience you're gaining is far more valuable. I said, you're right. I put my resume on public, got contacted by a headhunter, just accepted an offer this week for $80,000 a year salary, full benefits, 28 days PTO, including holidays, in the office now. No more working in the field, filling my own truck. Laptop, Wi-Fi in my truck for on-the-go billing when I visit out-of-state projects. $80 per DM. 100% matching 401k for the first three years of my employment. 
and quarterly bonus programs. The company I'm with now only pays me 40k. That's it. None of the above listed benefits. The final nail in the coffin was when the owners bragged about how much my project made in a company meeting, and they denied me a Christmas bonus. I laid this offer on their desk Friday and watched their jaws hit the floor. I told the HOA board president of the project I'm running about my resignation when they couldn't match my offer. His eyes got big and requested a meeting with the owners and expressed serious concern about moving forward with the new project without my involvement. They don't have anyone to replace me, and I'm not going to lie. It feels good to hurt their pockets when I gave them everything I had for six years and only asked for the medium project manager salary. Fuck those greedy bastards. I always love the double think in big corporations when they report to investors, oh yes, profits have never been higher. But when a, an employee goes and says, look, mate, I've worked here for a million years. I'm uh, fantastically experienced. Can I have a tiny raise? Oh, well now, Shani, I'm not so sure we can afford that. Yeah, it happens all the time. Check out a YouTube channel called uh, Joshua Fluke. You'll like it, I promise. Anyway, next story. Hosted by you slash Cody. Manager targeted me because of my family priorities. It cost her her job. I have worked at a certain home improvement store for close to a decade now. About eight years, roughly. The first seven was in NC before I moved up further north to be with my best friend and her husband, who I learned was pregnant with my first godchild. As such... I transferred up to a store in the area and put my nose to the grindstone. I worked garden before and did that for some months before I started to be moved from department to department as this store was low on staff. However, this was not full-time. My old HR had dropped the ball and this store believed I wanted part-time. Having already moved, I grabbed a part-time overnight job at a gym to make ends meet and continued to work all the while asking repeatedly for full-time at the main job and never getting a definitive word back or change. Several months into this, my goddaughter was born. As I lived with my friends during this time, and during the time of COVID, I spent quite a lot of time helping to raise her, and we became close. I would take time off that I was allotted to help look after her, and there was little problem. Half a year into this change and I had made a good name for myself. I did not have a good deal of friends per se, but I was respected for my work ethic and willingness to help out anyone in any department that asked me. Enter a new assistant manager. The ASM was abrasive to staff and used to getting her way. The first I heard of her was when she outright fired a girl working the front desk because of a Playboy tag on her jacket. Myself and several other employees organized a walkout in protest of this and succeeded in getting the store manager to reverse the decision made by the ASM. This was not our first walkout, having done this in the past when another ASM, the current's predecessor, made sexist comments about a cashier. Soon after this, I was given full time by the ops manager working in receiving for a cantankerous supervisor. We often did not get along, 
especially as my godchild got older and I took on babysitting duties while her parents worked and slept. It was not something I minded, as I adored the child. I often talked about her with my co-workers and loved to show pictures and stories. However, this was not something shared by my higher-ups. My supervisor was upset that I could not work overtime to help him, as we were the only two in receiving for the store, because of either my second job or babysitting. And soon after the second walkout, I was made aware of a rumour circulating around the store that the child was in fact my own daughter, that I had fathered outside of my friend's husband's knowledge. The source of the rumour was unknown, but my ASM had made disparaging remarks to me in the past about men taking care of children, so I had my theories. My holiday plans, asked off in advance as soon as our electronic system allowed, were cancelled without explanation, both Thanksgiving and Christmas. I had never missed a major holiday since I moved north, and I'd asked the same days off the year prior and had gotten them off, before the ASM arrived. Strike one. And soon after this, my supervisor, whom I work closely with every day, had a positive COVID test, forcing me, per company rules, to self-isolate until I could get a positive or negative test myself. During this week, as it took a full week to find a place with enough room to give tests thanks to Omnicron, I was harassed repeatedly by text and phone call by both management and my supervisor to track down an at-home test and get back to work ASAP. All the while, I had to inform everyone I was in contact with, including my friends, family and roommates, that I had been exposed, risking their own holiday trips and plans. Strike two. Thankfully, my test was negative. A week after this, the northeast gets slammed by a snow and ice storm. I drive a four-wheeled vehicle, and so made it in. But near the end of my shift, I was made aware that my friend's husband had been injured and stranded in a car accident on the ice, and so left to get them home and their car to a service station. To add to it all, they'd lost power in their home with an infant leaving me to be the only person they could turn to with a vehicle and power. I will admit, I had a few sick hours left, but informed work that I would be out on a family emergency. For that week, I called out each day with ongoing family emergency, with snow and ice still coating the streets and power still down throughout the city. And every day, I was hounded by calls from management demanding I return to work regardless. This would have not only risked my own safety, but would have also stranded my family at my apartment, with no way to get supplies or get home once the power returned. Strike free. I was done. Early in the morning that following Sunday, I walked into work and placed my resignation letter on HR's desk. That is important later. I had tended it to be immediate as I live in an at-will state. Was it petty? Yeah. I will freely admit that. I had given eight years of my life to this company and asked very little in return. As I was leaving, I crossed paths with my supervisor who asked angrily if I was finally coming back to work. I informed him of my decision to leave, ignoring his provocations, and left to go home and sleep. Several hours later... 
I received the gift that would ignite my semi-accidental revenge. A single text from my ASM. We will see how long you can take care of your love child without us. Well, well, it seems I have found my probable source. My friends had been made aware of this rumor from the start. I did not hide anything from them and did not want any kind of rumor, however unlikely, to reach them from anyone but me. They are my closest friends and compatriots and have given me the greatest gift in the form of my godchild, whom they insist I call my niece as I'm family. Love child feels like a slur against her, and I am not cool with that, and neither are they. However, they informed me of the monumental screw-up on my now former ASM had made. It was time for corporate HR to be made aware, and so I began to compile my evidence, the text from my supervisor, the call records and messages left, and this holy grail of a text message. If I was going to leave, I was at the very least going to give some blowback on the team that had been so willing to target me. What happened after is secondhand from friends I still had at the store, and so I cannot entirely verify all of it, but the ASM played herself. The following day, a meeting of management and supervisors was convened, where the ASM made it known that I had been fired, not self-terminated, for job abandonment and immorality. And unless I am grossly misinformed about the nature of American retail work, immorality is not a fireable event. To my supervisor's credit, he defended me to the ASM and was fired on the spot. The store's HR rep, having earlier got my printed termination letter on his desk, made it known that I had indeed not been fired but left on my own, and the ASM attempted to fire him as well, in front of the staff. And from there, it spiralled. According to my source, entire departments began to walk out or outright quit, having had their own problems with the ASM. Appliances quit to a man. Garden left with their manager to work at competitors, as he'd been working on this well before my saga began. Front desk walked out in protest, as it came out that the ASM had threatened and blackmailed several Muslim part-timers to not wear their headscarves if they wanted ours. Lumber, receiving's main partner, quit. Prodesk joined the front desk protest as one of their number, a Sikh man, had also been threatened. Cashiers, both head cashiers quit and the other trained cashiers walked out with the desks. Ops manager had informed the district manager and quit outright before he arrived, walking out with the HR rep and my old supervisor. My source's last report of the ASM was seeing her sprinting to her car after having heard that the district staff was inbound and the store manager was forced to shut the store down for the last two days, last I heard. I've been in contact with the other injured parties and we're compiling all the evidence we've collected as several of the families are hiring lawyers. I suspect the company will attempt to keep this quiet. I just never suspected that anything like this would happen. I have a full-time position at the gym upcoming, and I've been enjoying the extra sleep and time I get of my family. I am never working 56 to 64 hours a week ever again, and I will never darken the doorstep of that store again. I hope my ASM enjoyed the temporary rush of power. 
I suspect she won't get it ever again, at least not in management positions. Wow, what a saga that one was. Jeez. Gotta say, I can empathize with you. My boss is a right twat. And I'm self-employed, so I can't complain to anyone about it. Anyway, next story. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Posted by you slash Axel Raffin. Client tried to screw me by locking me out of my own system. Edit. Since so many people assume this happened in the States, I just wanted to say that I'm from a small country in Europe. The laws and regulations here are different than in the States. We have a government agency here that has everything to do with registering companies and they do keep track of who's who. If you are a serial startup guy who leaves nothing but burnt ashes behind you, you cannot do it here. You have to register the owner and members of the board of the company if there is one. If you have a prior history of failed companies or you've broken the law in some regard, you are blacklisted at that establishment. First post, so be gentle with me. I've worked as an independent contractor in the IT field for over 20 years, doing all manner of things from creating simple HTML sites to managing a big hotel's complete IT infrastructure. One of the many clients I had back in the day, I was coding big-ish custom websites, was a rental company. Now, I had heard a lot of warnings about not working with this guy that owned it, He had a reputation that he was sharp as a tack, backstabbing and conniving. He was a lawyer after all. So I went into partnership with that in mind. He wanted a new website for his renting gig where people would list their homes for rent. Renters would sign up and pay a subscription to the site and he would get the whole lot. Nothing out of the ordinary. So we make a pretty good deal on paper. We sign it and I get started on the project. Coding everything in PHP goes well, but he demands suddenly that I show him progress only a week into the progress. He wants to see the website front now. This is just the tip of the iceberg. I tried explaining to him that the front-end work isn't scheduled to start until after six weeks of the back-end programming, and that I only had pure code to show right now. The contract we signed clearly states this. He then gets on his high horse and demands that I put everything on hold to do the front end first, design, and then program. I, being really young at the time and fairly naive, agree to this without asking for it to be added to the contract as an addendum and start working on the design now. Now, the contract stated that I was given free reign of the design decisions as long as I maintained the same color scheme and used the same logo on the site. So I make a fast draft in Fireworks. This was back when it was a Macromedia product before the Adobe acquisition, and within two days, I showed him. 
He's not impressed and demands a different direction and sets up a list of demands. I, as always, aim to please the customer and do just what he wants. I design a new layout with his list of demands, but he doesn't like that either. That's how the next three months go. A never-ending circle where he is never happy with anything. Now close to four months into the project, he demands to see a working showcase of the back end. I point out that he himself changed the order in how the project was being done and had demanded that I do the front-end design first instead of the back-end as stated in the contract, which he now turns on me and says, Yes, the contract we both signed says you will have a working back-end to show me at the end of the month. If you don't honor that, I will have to take my business elsewhere and seek compensation for your lack of professionalism. Okay, I now have 12 days to do the back-end for the site. So I get a friend to help me and we work tirelessly through the weekend and I have a good base to work from in nine days. Mind you, at this point he's only paid the security on the contract, about 5% of the total price, and has shielded himself from paying by hiding behind, Well, if you can't honor the contract, why should I finish XX work and then I'll pay you as per the contract? Remembering now all the warnings I'd heard about this guy... I decided to add a special function to the code just to be safe. More on that later. So, now it's the end of the month. We have a front-end design he's okay with, a back-end that has been finished to about 85% of what is required according to the contract, and I still have one month left to finish everything else. Time for the show and tell. Since I was working on this development, I was running it on my own dev server and showed him this in a browser on his computer. I mentioned to him that since I only had 512 kilobits upstream from the server, it might lag a little, but it wouldn't when it was put on the productional server he has his website on at his hosting company. He says that's okay, and the demonstration goes on. As I'm showing him the site, both front-end and back-end, I can see he's immensely happy with it although he would never say so out loud. He's trying to hide his smile that pops up regularly, and his eyes gleam with all the added ways he can now start making money from. Anyway, he now says that it's way too slow. This is wrong, that is wrong, blah, 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 blah. Client, I want you to put it up on my prod server and see how the speed is. Me? Okay, no problem. I can make that happen. Please pay 50% of the contract, and I'll get right on it. Okay, I wait a few days and then I get an email from him where he includes a forwarded message from the bank detailing a transaction from him to me to the amount of the 50%. So I push the system to his prod server so he can take a look at it, under beta.hisdomain.tld. I then send him an email stating that he can try the system with the supplied credentials. What he doesn't know is that I knew he had been fishing around for another programmer to do this project. To pick up from a lazy deadbeat who couldn't do anything right. So I knew he would most likely try to screw me. What I also suspected was that the email he sent me with the transaction proof was a fake, which it ended up being. Pro Revenge 1 Remember that small function I mentioned? Well, what it did was if X user, his user, tries to remove user Y, my admin from the system without one setting being changed in the config first, 
The system will first delete and purge the database and then remove all the documents in the web route. Well, not five minutes after he reads the email from me, he does just that. He tries to delete my admin user from the system to lock me out. Guess who has nothing of the project left? He does. Pro Revenge 2. Since it is considered forgery to spoof an email, especially from a bank, I sent the information to the authorities and he goes under investigation by the police and the bank's lawyers. Pro Revenge 2. I sold the system to a competitor of his for a better price than originally contracted to him, and last I knew, he was now blacklisted from owning a company as well as he lost his right to work as a lawyer. I only got that 5% he paid at the beginning, and for working for just over 5 months on this project, that is hardly anything. But the knowledge of his demise will keep my heart warm for the rest of my life. Okay guys, thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed that. I certainly did. Make sure you're following. We're dropping two episodes a week. And if you like audiobooks, please head on over to my new audiobook website, audiobookkraken.com. There's not a lot on there yet. That's because it's shiny and new and exciting, but I promise you there's a lot more coming. So go over there, sign up to the mailing list, and we'll drop you emails with deals when new books come out. See you soon, guys, and I'll catch you in the next one. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Do you enjoy science, spooky stories, and all things paranormal? We do too. While we would love for most paranormal stories to be true, we are here to tell you that they probably aren't. But that doesn't make them any less fun to speculate about. We are the Spooky Science Sisters podcast. In this podcast, we bring you bi-weekly discussions on possible scientific explanations behind the supernatural. Backed up by research articles and other credible sources, we do deep dives into things like archaeology and physics and share in-depth discussions with topic experts. Visit us at SpookyScienceSisters.com to listen to a couple of skeptics debunk some of your favorite alien encounters, cryptid sightings, and ghost stories with science, sass, and a significant amount of laughter. Thank you and stay spooky.